Um, I, I was thinking uh, as I was praying and I, thinking about our services and of course last week my wife spoke a wonderful message about uh, uh, Saul's son Jonathan and his servant and that very sense of uh, being able to go up and uh, having that sense and mentioned worship and the importance of that and then the word of the Lord that the Lord gave me in Psalms 101 and how it starts with sing uh, for the mercy and the judgment of God and how we, I know, several months ago, um, back when all of this started, the word of the Lord to our church was, my wife preached on Psalms 149th chapter, and we've read that. And that importance of worshiping and singing and, and somehow uh, then washing and separating ourselves and cleansing ourselves. And I, you know, as I said, I... Uh, Monday, um, woke up with uh, numerous birthday wishes, and I didn't even get on Facebook, so I'm sure there's some there, and I apologize if I, if you sent them through Facebook, I didn't respond, but had numerous texts and and tried to respond, and I, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, in many of the texts, it was also. A COVID report. It was a, uh, oh, pastor, by the way, I was at da 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 da. I got this, this, this. School sent me to blah, blah, blah. Is that Brother Shane back there? I, there I see him back there. I, I, I got tickled because we talked for a few minutes and then he goes, oh, by the way, happy birthday uh, was one of his final things because it was like we were just being pounded. Uh, it seems like Monday, and I know probably those of you that are on social media um, saw it just sort of mushroomed and exploded, and there were calls and texts and problems, and this is going on, and that's going on, and oh my, and then it slowed down Tuesday, but it was still powerful, and then Wednesday morning I still got some today and hated that, prayed, stopped, and prayed for each one. And I, I said, well, Lord, is this the curse? Is this a curse? Is this a blessing? And I, I didn't know how to respond to that. And I got to thinking about the curses in the Bible. You know, the first curse in the Bible is in Genesis, the third chapter, when Adam basically... Um, and Eve and the serpent and the ground are all cursed. Uh, the animals are cursed. Uh, earth is cursed. And then, of course, you keep reading in Numbers and, and um, Balaam tries to curse uh, Israel and uh, by Balak hires him. And then um, the famous two mountains, remember those? Mount Ebal and Gerizim and he, the Lord has them do this visual aid where half of Israel gets on one mountain and half on the other mountain and he said okay you're blessed, you're cursed, you're blessed, you're cursed and he goes through all of those things and um, of course you know that's not the only curse in the Bible unfortunately remember the story in Job where the Bible says that Job reached a point where he said, I curse the day, what? That I was born. And so he was, in fact, 
cursing basically his own self. And the first, um, the fifth commandment uh, says, honor your father and mother. It, um, it, it talks about that, uh, that's Im important. And then it goes on later in, in Exodus to say that uh, when children are disobedient and rebellious, they are a curse to their parents. That's a, uh, an amazing way to talk about it. And of course, then there's just plain cursing. And uh, unfortunately, even Simon Peter was guilty of doing some of that. If you remember, we, before the Holy Ghost, but he was uh, human enough that he did that. But I, I wanted uh, to note if Galatians, the third chapter, starting at about verse 10, and we'll read through verse 14 because... I then want to ask all of you that are here, you're Bible scholars, you know the word of the Lord, and um, you have a Bible, you can figure this out, but uh, what is the, anyway, I'll ask you that question in a moment. Galatians, third chapter, 10th verse, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, meaning the curse of the law. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. That doesn't mean he's redeemed us from every curse, but he's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now you say, well, what do you mean every curse? Well, I'll explain that. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we know that when you get the Holy Ghost, and when you repent of your sins, and when you receive the Spirit of the Lord, you're baptized in water in the name of the Lord, there it breaks the power of the curse of the law. It breaks the power of the curse from Genesis, the third chapter. It breaks the power of the curse, but unfortunately, you're still appointed to die and occasionally you get sick and you run a fever and you cough and you ache and you have problems and you say oh it's the curse because sin sickness all of that entered in Genesis the third chapter and we are not yet eternal. We, are, we have not been redeemed totally. Has the power been broken? Yes. We believe that when a person is living for God and is doing their best to serve the Lord, that, that when they've believed on the Lord and they've, they've plunged themselves into the blood, under the blood, in the, through the water, through the Spirit, that we believe that the curse is broken, but you're still going to have to go through life. And you're going to have some issues. And so that's why he said that the blessings would come through faith. Now, what is the last word of the Old Testament? Anybody remember? 
the last word of the Old Testament. All you wonderful Bible scholars here, faithful, the, the last word of the Old Testament. Malachi, fourth chapter. We start at the fifth verse, we'll get to the sixth verse. Behold, I will send you a light to the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a... Now, we would say that Elijah there is, may have been John the Baptist. He came in the spirit of Elijah. We say that if you read that prophetically, then that the Lord is here trying to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers. And you remember I told you that when the children are disobedient and rebellious, according to Exodus, it brought a curse on the parents. And here he says, the last word of the Old Testament. What is the last word of the Old Testament? Curse. Wow. It's not a, not a powerful, uplifting, upbeat word. He said, curse, boom, 400 years of silence. Imagine that the last word you heard from the Lord was, it's a curse. That's why it's called the Gospels, the good news. That the curse was going to be broken. But when there is disharmony and disunity and there is a friction and a pounding you actually it opens the door for a curse what are you saying you can call it a curse you can call it the devil's workshop you can call it the devil has a chance and so <laughs> ah, They've made me so mad. Why is it that the enemy, and, and we feel it in our society. We feel this, oh, oh, the Democrats, bam, Republicans, bam, these people, bam, this is white, black, police, not police. What does that open up for? All kind of spirits. You call it. You can call it a curse. That's what. That's what Malachi called it. When the heart of the father is against the children, they should have been in harmony. You, you see what I'm saying? And when the heart of the children is against the father, they should have been what? Unified in harmony. And I, I know. I understand every four years or every election it's political and there's political parties and there's rivalry but for those of us that have lived a little longer it just seems like every year it's intensified and it's it's gotten with more vitriol and more anger now I, I understand if you listen to these folks over here they'll tell you the reason it's so bad is because well that's that's Trump's fault if you listen to these folks over here, they'll say the reason it's so bad is because they're all communists or socialists or Marxists. It's their fault. All I know is there's bam, 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 bam. Huh? And we are 
living in this time. According to Daniel's vision, the iron and clay don't mix. And we're living in this where everybody's ready to... Huh? You, you, and I thank the Lord. I, I prayed for several weeks that Walmart would take down those little stickers and signs they had in the aisles because I, I got terrified I was going to get beat up one day. I, I went down and I, I didn't watch it and, and it had little red markers on the end, you know, shop the other way, don't enter. And I didn't see it. And, and so I, I then, oh God, and I, sorry, and I turned around and I came all the way around the next aisle and came back down and somebody else was coming in. And I wanted to look at them the way I got looked at. Like, Okay, buddy, you come down this aisle, I'm going to punch you. And what are you saying? That's the hour, the spirit. And so when I say breaking the curse, how are we going to do that? How are we going to break the curse? Is try to do our best. And this is what, you remember David wrote in Psalms 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. What is it? It's like the blessing, precious ointment on the head that runs down the beard, even on Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts. It's the, <coughs> as the dew of Hermon and as the dew... I'm reading three verses of Psalms 133. Guess what? That's the entire chapter. That's the entire psalm. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descends on the Mount of Zion, for there the Lord commanded what? Blessing. Even life forevermore. You want to break the curse? When you feel yourself getting ready to, you say, oh, I, I've, never, I've never been frustrated. I've never felt anger. I've never felt like, oh, yeah, what, what are you doing? Why do you say that? Why are you looking at me this way? Why, why are you coming at me that way? Oh, pastor, I, I've never done that. I've never gotten so frustrated that I'm like, what's going on? I, huh? It becomes, I need to bring a blessing into my house. When's the last time I said, I want you to know I love you. I'm praying for you. What, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to break the curse that I'm feeling rise up in our home. I'm trying to break the curse that I feel coming against us. And I'm sorry, you can't watch too much of the news and you can't hear too many reports before you're like, you can feel it. Maybe you can't. Maybe none of you out there can. I'm guilty of feeling that curse, of feeling that spirit. What are you saying? Oh, why? Because there is a blessing and life evermore. 
That's why Paul would write in the New Testament, and Paul, and I, I just taught this on Monday night to the hyphen group, this Ephesians, the fourth chapter, but, and could read the whole thing, and they, they that are online know what I taught them, but he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, probably writing this from jail, probably writing this from being in jail, knowing that he wasn't his fault that he was in jail. Now I know there are a lot of people that get thrown in jail and they go, oh, it's not my fault. You know, I, it wasn't as bad. I, I'm not, I, he did not do anything. And he said, I beseech you to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. And what does he go on to say? And, and he says, you're going to have to, you're going to have to keep remembering. You're going to have to keep reminding yourself. Lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. That means putting up with it in what? Why are you doing that? Why are you acting that way? Why are you trying to be, oh, I, if I'd have known, if, if I'd have known that, that all these folks were going to get sick, I would have, I'd have just not had a birthday this year. Be careful. I got to break the curse. And, and this is why, you know, I was talking to somebody Monday, and they go, I don't know who's to blame. And I said, I don't either. Maybe some lady in China that ate a bat. I don't know. And then I felt bad after I said that because I thought she might have been one of those underground apostolic saints that I've preached to online. I thought, oh, Lord, bless that lady, whoever it was, or man, if it did start, oh, wherever it started. I don't, I want to be forbearing, long-suffering. And then that next verse, he said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of so when you get a phone call rather than to say oh that makes me mad oh I'm upset oh are we? I have to say Lord I want to endeavor to keep the unity I want, I want to pray can I pray with you I'm going to be praying for you what am I doing in the bond of peace and he goes on and he says there is and then he starts talking about unity one body one spirit one hope of your calling one Lord one faith one baptism one God the father of all who is above all and through all and in you all but unto every one of us is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And so I come back to the fact that, Lord, I need more of the Holy Ghost. I need another dose of the Holy Ghost, the gift of Christ, the Holy Ghost, because I need more grace, because I feel the curse that is on our world, the curse that is on our America, you say, is there a curse on your church? There's a curse on all of us. It's a spirit to try to I'm going to fight you. Come on. All right, come on. 
I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm hurt. I'm I'm going to believe the absolute. Come on. Come on. How big a boy are you? I'll be there. I'm ready to fight you. Oh, you say, why? Because it's, it's this disharmony, disunity. goes on down in the fourth chapter. You know, apostles, he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And you know what all of us are supposed to be doing? Helping perfect the saints. What? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And notice that last, go back, David, Brother David. You see, that's a semicolon. The sentence is not over. You know what the next sentence is? Till we all come together in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What are you saying? I, I am saying that I, none of us, I, I, I wish that we had, none of us had this report, had to be quarantined, but we cannot allow what's going on in the world, in politics, in society, to break the unity of the body of Christ when we come together whether we're online whether we're here we're here to worship God we're here to praise God magnify God I'm going to be doing that at home you say well you know that's pretty thin Simon Peter himself when he wrote to husbands and wives he says likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your What are you saying? He was actually saying that if you're fighting with your spouse and you're fussing at home, it's hard to pray. Oh, One of the things that you can do is, if everybody's been fighting, is say, okay, somebody be big enough to say, let's stop, let's pray, let's ask the Lord, let's sing, when we all get to heaven, sing Amazing Grace, let's do something, because in this hour, there is the more disharmony and the more disunity the more it stops the flow, the precious flow that the Bible said went from the top of his head to the skirt of his garment. Oh, and I, I realize, you know, I, I realize. Have, have things ever made you frustrated? No, I've never been frustrated in my life. But look at what Simon says next verse. He says, finally be ye all of one mind, having compassion on one another. Love as brethren, be pitiful. Now what does that, what does that mean when, you know, I, that's not the way I use pitiful because I say, oh, they're so pitiful. That's not, what I'm, that's not what pitiful means. 
This pitiful in the Greek means full of pity. Full of pity. And you say, well, what does that mean? What? You know, it's like seeing a, all the little ads that they, I don't know if they still do them or not, but you know, some little dog, you know, all matted up and skinny and emaciated, and they go, won't you send a dollar to save the animals? And they put this pitiful little dog, or they have a child from poor country, Haiti, or something. And wouldn't you, don't you feel pity for that? And most of us go, oh man, I, I sure hate that. I, I would, I'd want somebody to Man, if that was my little dog, if that was my grandchild, I, here, let me send it to you. Playing on my heartstrings. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, he said, be loved, be pitiful, be courteous. Let me go on. He says, not rendering evil for evil, railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing. Blessing. So when you feel railed on, when you feel hammered, when you feel like somebody has wrongly accused you, it's the easiest thing in the world to bless them. Oh God, help us. So, no, it's not. I, I had to say, Lord, oh God, I, I don't know what's going on. But he said, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that you are there unto call. This is what you've been called to. That the reason why we're supposed to do this is because the Lord is trying to do what to us? Give us a blessing. So I read some of these and I had to start repenting and oh God, please, this isn't right. I, here I preached on Sunday, sing. I don't feel like singing on Monday. I preached on Sunday, keep worshiping. And by Tuesday morning I'm saying, God! Huh? What are you saying? All this, these verses point to the importance of not allowing us to get distracted from the fact that we're all in this fight together, whether it's the hyphen group, the older ones, the younger ones. And, and I realize that, that everybody in the, our church is feeling the pain. Our church is feeling the overwhelming but the thing that we're going to have to do seven days ago seven days ago my wife said let's pray and fast these seven days and in the midst of all of this all this breaks out what do you say it's not spiritual it's the curse it's it's just the virus it just happens I want to tell you 
anything that the enemy can throw at us in this hour, in the last hour, to get us distracted from the fact that we should be worshiping, praising, magnifying. The, he will do it. And what's amazing about all of that is, I, I guess the, the question, and I, I know it's us, and I, I realize all of you are here, and it's wonderful, it's beautiful, but... When the church is gone, when all the spirit, when the rapture takes place, who is going to fight the spirits that will come against the world? Who's going to fight those spirits? Oh, you know, and and I get tickled because it's like <clears throat> I'll see somebody have one political sign in their yard, and the next person has two different ones in their yard. And then the one down the street has another one. Because I'm just going to let you know I'm not for you. And I, I don't care. You can have a hundred signs in your yard. It's not, not the question of having signs. But it's the question of this is the hour we're feeling. And, and you say, well, it'll all be over in November. I don't think so. I think we're going to feel this, this curse continue and continue. Why? He says, <clears throat> not rendering evil for evil. And... Um, but contrary wise blessing because you've been called to inherit a blessing. Jesus himself, and I, my time is up. Jesus himself said, Verily, truly, I say unto you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I say unto you that, and, and why does he put this in there? If two of you shall... The next verse he says, for two or three are gathered together in my, I'm in the midst. Talking about the importance of harmony. And, and I realize we have to engage the enemy. And I, I have to maybe be honest. I, Paul told Timothy, I exhort you that first of all, what did he say? Supplication. First of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for the Democrats. For the Republicans, for those that got the virus, for those that gave us the virus, for those who spread the virus, for the people who are walking the wrong way down the aisles at Walmart, for those that are going the right way, what did he say? For all men. Oh, wait a minute. Why should I give prayer, supplication, intercession, and he's put in there the giving of thanks. Made for all men. Well, at least it's not the president. Then he said, for what? For kings? For all that are in authority? that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who wants everybody to be saved. To come to the knowledge of its truth. I, 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 I say this very sincerely. I, 
I don't care, and I mean this, I don't care if you're independent, Republican, Democrat, Green Party, whatever. I hope we're not offensive to anybody that comes in. I, everybody that I know needs the gift of the Holy Ghost, needs to be saved. You say, oh, I think, Pastor, and I've, I've had people tell me, in fact, I had a gentleman tell me just a few weeks ago, here, you need to show this, and you need to, you need to let them know. I said, you know what? I want everybody to be saved. I'm not here to make, why? Because I can feel the curse. You, you understand what I'm saying? And it's like, oh God, I want everybody. You remember what it said in, in Chronicles and we've quoted it, we can quote it again. If my people, who is that? Do like this. Who are called by my name, do like this. What did he say should do? First, humble themselves. Oh, I don't want to do that. Number one, humble yourself. Number two, pray. Number three, seek my face. That's different than saying, now I lay me down to sleep prayer. Seeking the face of God is not, thank you Lord for the food, bless in Jesus' name, amen. Oh God, help us in Jesus' name. I, 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 that involves time. It involves reading the word. It involves travail. It involves interceding. Yeah. And he said, we got to humble ourselves, pray, seek my face, forth, turn from their wicked ways, so then I will hear from heaven, bless their land, touch. And you remember, my wife read Psalms 149, preached a beautiful sermon on it several um, weeks ago, months ago. And, and it talked about, let the saints, in verse 5, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. I mentioned Sunday, Psalms 101, about singing aloud. What are you doing? I'm worshiping. And then it goes on to say, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And what is that two-edged sword? The Word of God. And so all I'm going to say for all of us, this week, we've been fasting and praying, but this week, let's keep the praises of God in our mouth. Let's keep the two-edged sword, which is the sharper than, the, you know, that's the Word of God. And so when somebody text and says, oh, did you hear so-and-so? Say, you know what? I want to thank the Lord. He's still with us. I want to thank the Lord. Rather than to follow up with, I can't believe it. I wonder where they go. I wonder what happened to them. I wonder if, if, that's, if they would have died. If, I, if that would... I told them not to go. I told that little lady in China not eat that bat. We wouldn't be in this mess today. No, I don't know where it came from, but it said if we keep those high praises and the two-edged sword, what are we going to be doing? We're going to execute vengeance. We're going to bind the kings. And he, then he went, the last verse, this honor have all of his saints. What are you saying? And I, I know it's us and time and thank you for being online and Thank you. I hope you've watched the whole thing, and I hope it's a blessing to you. I, 
The only thing I know to do, Romans 8th chapter, 26, verse 27, 28, <clears throat> is to tap into the Spirit because the Spirit helps our infirmities. Romans 8th chapter, 26, 27, and 28. He says, likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. I don't know how to pray, <clears throat> but... Spirit, verse 26, itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I, I, you know, Lord, deliver us. Lord, if it's the virus, heal us. I don't know if it's uh, COVID, if it's something else, reveal it. I, but I've got to tap into the Spirit. Verse 27, and he that searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know all things work together. What are you saying? I'm saying if you'll tap into the Spirit, and say, I don't even know how to pray for it anymore. I don't even know what to say. But, oh, Lord, I'm going to sing when we all get to heaven. I'm going to sing. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to raise my hands. I, why? Because I do not want the curse on my life. Now you say, oh, Pastor, you, you know the curse was broken at Calvary. I, I'm not talking about the curse of eternal. I, I'm talking about the curse of disunity, disharmony. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not, I'm not, I know. Calvary broke all of that. And by his stripes we are healed. And yet we know that some of us have been sick before. And we don't get an immediate healing. And we've seen folks that have been sick unto death. And so you cannot go and say, well, Calvary did it all. And you don't ever have to worry about praying anymore. No. That's why we tap into the Spirit and say, Lord, keep me from getting myself overwhelmed in this hour. Bless my family. Strengthen us. Touch us. Bless our church. For those of you who are quarantined, I want you to pray more than ever before for all of us. For those of us who are here, pray for all of those who can't be here. For all of those who are sick, pray for those that are well that they don't get sick. For those of you that are well, pray for those that are sick. Why? Because we want one unity. Lord, we want your spirit to permeate our homes, whether it's at home watching, whether it's at the house of the Lord. We need the presence of the Lord in this hour. Because that's what it's going to take to make, make it for all of us. Because we're living in an hour and a day where it's just... You're overwhelmed, and, and I, I don't, I, I am sorry. I, I, I don't want anybody to feel, you know, I, I, I don't like injustice. I don't like things that have happened and when people are misunderstood, and, and yet I'm going to tell you, in this hour, you're going to get misunderstood. You're not going to be able to go down the aisle at Walmart without being misunderstood. 
You're just not, you're, somebody's going to look at you funny. Going to say something, do something. And you can feel the curse. Maybe you can't feel it, but I, I can feel it. And I'm praying for us. Let's stand. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. <clears throat> let's ask the Lord. Put your hand on your heart and let's just pray together for those that are home, for those that are here. Lord, we know that a lot of folks in our church are overwhelmed right now. And they're having to change work schedules and they're having to deal with pressure and they're not feeling well and they don't feel, they feel overwhelmed, they feel frustrated and they're having to deal with all kinds of situations. And the enemy is doing everything he can to disrupt and cause disunity, disharmony, and to try to curse us. But we know you have a blessing for us. We have to treat each other kindly and forgive and be full of pity. Try to be merciful so that the blessing can come through us to our homes. Forgive us. Forgive me. Forgive us for our shortcomings, Lord, our failures, because the enemy is doing his best to cause all kinds of curses on this earth. In the name that is above every name, we're going to keep singing. Let's just thank him. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. No staff meeting Saturday, but Sunday morning, as far as I know, we'll be here for those that can make it. If you can't, we understand. If something else happens and the health department shuts us down, I'm sorry. Just come and praise, pray with us. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed. Amen.